Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and bring you natural solutions for modern day wellness. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline from thewellnesstrinity.com, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. Today, we are going to discuss medical marijuana. It's been a hot topic in the last few years, and we are going to debunk some of the um, questions that you guys have. Just a little disclaimer before we get started. What we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion as the recommendations are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So this episode was sponsored by CellCore Biosciences. Creating supplements that work is what they do, and restoring hope is, and health is who they are. I have been using CellCore's products and protocols for the last year and have seen incredible results with my clients. CellCore provides solutions to modern-day health challenges, which help people regain their energy and have their life back. I am now one of their account managers for the regions in um, Oregon and Nevada, so I'm your go-to girl if you are sell- if you're a practitioner that wants to carry CellCore or does carry CellCore. And if you're the general public curious about this CellCore detox and the amazing things it does, please visit my website at thewellnesstraining.com slash CellCore detox. So today I have a special guest on the show. His name is Dr. Ace Shosky. And you're gonna have to tell me how you say your last name. Choksi. Choksi, okay. So Dr. Choksi is a board certified family medicine physician who specializes in the care of patients in ages ranging from zero to 100 plus years. He received his Bachelor of Science from the Ohio State University with honors and distinction and earned his medical degree from Avalon University with summa cum laude. He finished his family medicine residency training at Wright State University program. He is now specializing in anti-aging and integrative medicine, which combines natural, herbal, metabolic, functional, nutritional medicine, and medical yoga with conventional medicine to provide a truly holistic, preventative, and personalized care. Dr. Chaksi has a special interest in chronic disease reversal, wellness, and preventative medicine. In his spare time, he enjoys spending quality time with his family, playing the piano, being in nature, following up on sports, and serving the community. He is also certified in peptide therapy and in anti-aging and regenerative medicine therapies. He's a yoga teacher and chief medical advisor for the RX Predict, a genetic lab company as well. So Dr. Chosky, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction and the warm welcome. Thank you. So we met a few weeks ago at the Eco Workshop, the workshop that CellCore provides. And I was fascinated that you're a medical doctor that uses all these different types of holistic remedies, including mar- uh, medical marijuana. And I'm sure some of the people listening to the show are also pretty fascinated. I know for you, this is all normal. Um, but for a lot of us, like I, I would say, speaking from the holistic field, we're always thinking that, it, I mean, in just in general, there's like a disconnect between the medical and people that do holistic type of treatments. And you are really a, one that integrates the whole thing. And so do you want to talk about how you ended up getting into using all these holistic treatments? Because you were a medical doctor first, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so I went to med school, I went to Ohio State, did my pharmaceutical sciences background, uh, graduated with uh, bachelor's. And then going through med school and residency, you wonder, you know, you get trained into learning and doing the protocols and doing the research. And uh, at some point you realize and you ask yourself, why are you there, right? What is your purpose on this planet, right? At some point, you know, we have all written some kind of essays that got us admitted into undergrad or med school and the question has been the same. And every four years, somebody asks us, what are you doing? Why are you here? And same thing happened to me going through residency the first couple of years were just, you know, you're getting your feet wet into learning the entire medical system. And then the third year, when you finally feel that you're about to graduate and you have done your due diligence to become an MD, and then somebody comes in and asks you a question that how are you, you know, and then as a family doc, my, my goal is to be with the patient, right? I'm going to be taking care of these patients for a long time. And then one of them asked me, like, hey, doc, why do you think this happened? Like, why do I have rheumatoid arthritis? Like, are you concerned about reversing my diabetes or do you just want to give me more and more uh, medications? You know, we started with metformin a year ago and now we are on, now we are on gliburide or glipizide and then another pioglitazone or whatever, right? We're adding more and more and then we're on insulin. And then those kind of questions came to me from my patients, and I realized that I didn't have the answers, and I didn't know why things happen. I didn't know why pretty much any autoimmune diseases happen, not even diabetes or blood pressure, right? We have some ideas of from uh, from the lab perspective, whether it's endocrine-related issues or if it's some kind of autoimmune issues, but we don't know why things happen, and I did not want to be the doctor who took care of one family, one person for a long time as a family doc. I, it just didn't feel right to give them the same medication over and over again. 20 years later, my life work is done. And all I have to say is, hey, I've tried my best and to help you and not be able to reverse the conditions. So going through med school, going through residency, all of us in, in the field, at some point we feel our our egos are completely broken down. And then when we graduate, we feel really egoistic that we do know some stuff, right? We become, because of the prestige and because of how a lot of people still hold you up high in, high in regards, sometimes that blocks you from looking at the other realm. Right? I ask my question, how did people live a thousand years ago? Right. What did they do? What kind of things were out there? And my background is I'm Indian. I was really young when I moved to, you know, when I moved to the United States. But that kind of started playing in my mind that, oh, yeah, I remember my grandmother gave me this little thing to clear up my gut or this little thing on my chest to clear up my sinuses. And it always worked. Or she put something in my belly button and she used to give me something during the full moon cycle. And it was something that just stuck and said, okay, there's something that I don't understand, right? I just don't get why things happen. And this is the mechanism of action. Going through med school, they teach us, understand the mechanism of action of how drugs work, how they change your physiology and pathophysiology. Well, energy changes that. 
any of these, if I go into a hot climate, my DNA will start producing, uh, uh, um, uh, transcribing and translating something that produces sweat. So those proteins are being produced. But that only happened because my environment changed. So how did, how did my body know to turn on the DNA, that specific gene, specific areas in my body, whether it was my underarms or my chest or my lower back or my thighs, and not on my face, you know? How does, how does the body know to convert some of these things to cool you down, right? The goal is to cool you down. So sweat does that. And I didn't know how it was happening. So I started looking at other things that I've heard, whether it was marijuana, whether it was anti-aging medicine, uh, Ayurveda, yoga, just started doing different things and learning about them. And as a medical doctor, we're taught to go deep down into anything that we're doing. Really get to know something. When you, when you want to learn something, learn all the way. Don't half-ass it, right? Pardon my language, but hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, so, you know, yoga was one of them. I wanted to practice what I was preaching. And patients, we're always, one of the recommendations as a doctor was, hey, do your exercise and go out and exercise and do your diet or go do yoga and go do some kind of stretching but I, I didn't know what that meant like really and when i talked to physical therapists they didn't know what they meant when i talked to exercise physiologists they didn't also know what that meant either so a lot of people just don't know and they're just spreading this without knowing right so when i so two years ago before i started my practice here i went to india gave up everything and did 14 hours a day of yoga, lived in the temples, like in the pyramid centers. And I went to the best yoga place that was there that was non-religious because I didn't want to be influenced by religion or any kind of philosophical background. And really started doing yoga. And that's when I understood, you know, the teachers were telling us, they're like, hey, do this warrior pose, but breathe this way for one minute and tell us what you feel. And then do the same pose but do it for five minutes and then tell us what you feel. And then do it for two hours and then tell us what you feel. As I started doing them, I started realizing putting two things together, you know, one and one, that my body's hormones were changing. I was releasing different hormones as I was doing things differently, as Mm -hmm. I was breathing differently. And that is something that, you know, pretty much most yoga teachers don't know, right? They're just teaching one type of class to everybody. But the type of class that I teach in my practice is very personalized to that person because Mm -hmm. we're changing that. During yoga, I learned something about energy. And that's what all this is. Everything is about energy. Mm -hmm. Plants have energy, right? There are five elements, earth, water, fire, air, space. Each of these things have energy. When we look at plants, marijuana is one of them. and it's been used for hundreds of thousands of years by most of the doctors in the world that they used to carry it around in their in their medicine bag when people used to go out and fight wars this was one of the first line treatments you know they used to have creams that they would apply on wounds and but for thousands of years this has been used because of its medicinal um properties but same way, turmeric has been used and every other plant. So I started looking at the energy of 
uh, everything. And while I was going through my yoga training, I realized that this is all about energy. I started looking at energy of people instead of patients. I'm mm. now only looking at energy. Mm. You know, when patients are sitting in front of me, I'm looking at their energy. It has nothing to do with anything else other than the energy flow in, in their body around them and what has brought to them, like what brought them to this point in their life, right? Mm. And the energy started when their conception started. Marijuana was just one of them out of, you know, we have hundreds of thousands of herbs that are out there. And marijuana, because you, because of this whole system and how it was placed and the history behind it, how it was placed as a, as a drug instead of the herb, you know, in 1920s and early, you know, 20th century, they started, you know, derogatory terms and all that stuff against certain population and this marijuana, which was a medicinal plant, ended up becoming a drug. But there, and how it was laced with cocaine and heroin, and now it's coming out of it, right? Most people are realizing this. Canada made it recreational. U.S. will probably make it recreational in the next five to 10 years as well. So there's, there's real value. And as a doctor, I wanted to know exactly how people are, what they're putting in their body and how it connects them to their medical world. Because 50, more than 50% of the U.S. uses herbs, some type of supplements. But almost maybe less than 10% of the universities actually teach doctors how they blend in, right? How does turmeric change Coumadin? They, I mean, very rarely you'll learn all of those mm-hmm. interactions in med school. As marijuana was becoming much more prevalent and the use of it was becoming much more prevalent, it became a, a responsibility for me to learn about them because people are using it. As a doctor, if somebody's sitting in front of me, it's my job to guide them, right? I'm a messenger. I'm a guide. So it's my job to know things about that. And especially when I had zero hours of lectures in medical school on endocannabinoid system. So when, when, they don't, when we don't get taught, you just have to go out and learn. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's my duty to provide as much uh, proper guidance to my patients as possible. And that's my oath, right? I will try to do as much as I can to learn something so that patients can get benefit from it. By not knowing something, I am causing somebody harm. Mm. Yeah. No, our oath, our Hippocratic oath was do no harm. If you can't do good, do no harm. And do no harm means know enough information because not knowing can cause harm Mm -hmm. and most doctors most of us you know we have this ego about ourselves that we know everything and everything is research-based well even if it's not research-based we can take a couple steps to learn about these things go out do conferences you know learn them practice them on yourselves really just experiment and slowly Mm -hmm. and slowly build that data and evidence yeah, so I think it's happening, and that's that's where I am right now. Just looking at all the energy flow, of pretty much all the plants, and marijuana is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate your humility, and and that even though you went through medical school, you didn't come out thinking 
that there's not anything else to learn <laughs> <laughs> and that you're able to look at the whole picture and make your own conclusions from that. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing as a medical doctor. Thank you. And the, the other thing that when we chatted a couple of weeks at the, the seminar, I had asked you like, how does, uh, how does a medical doctor pick up something like Cellcor, uh, which is an incredible holistic solution and you were talking about how it's important to have studies behind um, products and protocols that you use. And so it doesn't sound like medical marijuana has as much as it needs to have. Do you know where, the, where it's at with, with that at this point? So a lot of people are doing a lot of studies, right? In the world of genomics and proteomics, and the world is moving towards precision medicine at, at, at an insanely fast rate. In, in even in the holistic world, where I would say that uh, we need to move into the world of precision medicine, really understand the gene transcription and translation of and how it happens, right? If just by changing the environment to making this room hot, my gene transcription and translation is changing to producing sweat glands, which are protein molecules, right? It's producing something right here in my armpits, then we really need to know that whenever we put something in through all of our senses, we're putting in supplements, Cellcore is one of them, their other brands are one of them. Cellcore is by far one of the best. I absolutely agree with you. I have had miracles happen to my patients and they continue to happen even today. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating. But this, is, this comes down in the world of research. And when we're looking at the world of research is going towards minute understanding of the DNA, transcription, translation, the genes, the electrons, all of that. Now, marijuana is in that place right now where a lot of people are looking at which gene is marijuana actually translating? Which gene is, it, is marijuana actually transcribing, right? Or which mRNA? Um, transcribing and translating is the other way around. But <laughs> uh, DNA gets transcripted and mRNA gets translated. But what that means to, to everybody else who's listening to this, it means that DNA gets read. And then uh, a, a sequence of amino acids, or I mean, sequence of the A's, S's, and T's, and the G's, and the U's, all of that gets placed, which is called mRNA. And that gets read again. And basically, that's where we make the protein. And then protein gets to do what it needs to do in our body, whether it's to produce hormones. Some hormones are produced in mitochondria. Some gets used by the DNA. You know, we are right now looking at all those research for marijuana, mm. right? And that research is saying too much of one thing. If you are in a lot of pain, if you have a lot of diseases, if you are, if your gene transcription translation, your gene genetic sequences are already messed up and you're already in the hole, then maybe marijuana will help because it will turn those gene sequences off and it, it may bring you out of certain diseases, right? People mm -hmm. have used it for autoimmune diseases to cells that, you know, rapidly grow fast. So you can use it. There are a lot of case studies that are out there, individual studies that are out there, some control studies that are out there. But 
why is it happening? You know, how come endocannabinoid system is behaving the way it does? How we have this system in our body, we are able to produce our own endogenous endocannabinoids. We can stimulate our C1, C2, or you know, CB1, CB2 receptors, and uh, the entire system gets stimulated with our own endocannabinoids that we can produce. Can we use these things, uh, such as marijuana or extracts of marijuana, different, you know, THC, CBD, there's tons of other ones. But how do we know which genes is it turning on and off? So there's some evidence and some data that is right now that's out there that says it can actually turn on a cancer gene and it can actually turn off a cancer gene. Hmm. Who needs to take it? We need more data. We need more data because the government, you know, Canada, it made it recreational. So pretty much everybody will start using it. United States, you know, about 40 states have made it uh, medicinally available and some states have already made it recreational. So it's, it's going to be available to everybody if it's not already. Are we going to follow the masses and say, oh yeah, it's good for everybody? And if you've learned anything from the past, we know that nothing is good for everybody, right? There's always something, even if it's good, there's always something that has a side effect. So we really need to understand that this one plant, it has a lot of energy. How is that energy changing the DNA? Mm -hmm. And how is it actually manifesting in 20,000 genes that we have and more? How is it actually manifesting, transcribing and translating? Because just like a hormonal system, endocannabinoid system also is a system of interaction. It's a system of communication between cells. And these cells, at the end of the day, are a universe in themselves, right? One cell has an entire universe in them. It already knows how to behave when the environment outside the epigenetics change, right? Epigenetics outside the genome. When that changes, our cell knows how to behave. Mm. So when we get exposed to this particular plant, or turmeric, or any other plant, or any other non-plant man-made, you know, chemicals. Our body knows how to balance it. It's the yin and yang, right? It's the day and the night. It's the sun and the moon that's in, in within us that uh, we really need to understand that how is it actually turning on. So the data will come out in the next few years. There's a lot more data will come out that will tell us whether we're on the right path or not. And what I would say is if you don't have any diseases, be very mindful of being exposed to it daily mm. because it can put you into a zone of negative reactions, right? What if your cancer suppressor genes turn get turned off mm. and now you have tumor suppressor genes are turned off and you might feel good mentally and emotionally because you're taking this and it does help you feel relaxed. It does help you with memory and energy and all that stuff. But what if it turns on oncogenes, right? Mm -hmm. So we have that data that's out there right now and the clinical studies will follow obviously with like any other thing, mm -hmm. a lot of, lot of, lot of, um, 
lot of efforts are behind this, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people who are after making sure because this is becoming widely available. So we have to make sure that we have enough data mm -hmm. behind CBD. So the entire world from Australia to America, everybody in between is doing research on the effects of different types of plants, different strains of CBD, and which strain is better for which disease and which gene sequencing is better. So that's happening. I have had great results with my patients. Um, amazing results, to be honest. So to some degree, we can even call it miracles. Mm -hmm. But people have gotten better. They had the disease. And we used the epigenetic, which is the plant, we use that to change the internal environment. Mm -hmm. Their internal environment to begin with was bad, whether it was cancer or autoimmune disease, it was already not optimal. So then we used these plants. Well, marijuana is just one of them, but we use these plants and Cellcor has a bunch of other ones that are in their, in, in their supplements. So we use these plants to change it, change the patient's current disease state into a healthy state. Mm -hmm. But we need to really know which genes are getting activated, which genes are getting turned on and off. And that data will come out, whether it's for Cellcor, whether it's for other herbal companies, whether it's for marijuana, whether it's for different types of marijuana, it will come out. We will mm -hmm. know, we will get much better. It's not a one blanket that fits mm -hmm. all. Yeah. yeah. And when we're talking about medical marijuana, you're using the THC as well, right? Because there's a lot of people that use just CBD without the THC or with very minimal yeah. amounts of it. Yeah. So I have uh, used mostly just the hemp or the CBD oil and the products that they can get at the dispensaries. A lot of people... Um, who have the marijuana plant, uh, the card, the, um, uh, you know, from the state of Ohio, we are, I'm able to get them a card the, the, that they can use medicinal marijuana card. Mm -hmm. They have tried THC. I've only done it for a short amount of time and have taken them off of it mm -hmm. because I do a lot of other things that also change the neuronal chemistry. So because of this understanding of the genetics and how it actually changes, I do it in trial burst, you know, six weeks on, six weeks off, and then allow the body to empower itself because we do have the ability to produce these endocannabinoids in our own body because this is our own system. Mm -hmm. We can make them. We don't have to be dependent on something else, but we do need to be trained in making it, or we need that little push. We need that little push to get somebody going. You know, once I teach you how to ride a plane, you'll know how to ride a plane. I don't have to be next to you all the time. That's what we're doing. That's what, that's how I'm doing it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm giving my patients certain trials, certain doses, uh, or recommending them. They're getting them from the dispensaries or from some of the reputable companies that have hemp oil or hemp extracts. Well, uh, you, it's usually the flower extract, not the seed. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge difference between getting it on Amazon and getting it from 
of really good reputable companies because most of the stuff that's sold in the market is the seed, mm-hmm. not the flower. And most people have no clue and they're just wasting their money. Yeah, I've heard that too. Even the one I carry is from the flower, the yeah. CBD. I don't have anything with THC. Um, yeah. But what can you explain what the difference is if they take it from a flower versus a seed? The flower is more potent. The seed uh, doesn't have all the full spectrum in it. The flower is where all the oils are. If you look at any essential oils, right? I mean, whether you look at essential oils, homeopathy, Bach remedies, everything is all about getting things off of the flower. Mm. And there is very rarely things that come from the seeds. Obviously, there it's valuable. Seed has a lot of stuff in it, but very rarely you can get what flower has. So what is the difference? Seed is a, a seed. It needs water. It needs air. It needs sunlight. It needs nurture, love, and care. Mm-hmm. Flower is the final product. Mm. The difference in those energies are totally different. Mm. When you take the seed oil, you have to add a lot of other things to get the best benefit. But how are you going to how are you going to replicate the ground in your body? You won't. The seed isn't going to grow into a flower, right? When the seed is in, when a seed is in the earth, it changes into a full-blown plant into a, a flower, and then the flower is exposed to the air and the sunlight and all that. So yeah. there are a lot more um, phytonutrients and chemicals that are inside the flower than in the seed. Okay. But because what the plant has done in the growth process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why have you taken your patients off of, or suggested at least that they, t- they get off of the plants with more THC? Why have I taken them off? Yeah. Why, what, in what situations or, or oh, okay, would okay. you have, you know, have you suggested that they not My- take THC? My perspective is that when somebody comes in with some issue, right? My perspective is that I want to empower their body. My perspective is, is in to say, hey, you, now you're in this deep hole and you're going to be dependent on this all your life. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to stimulate the body, cause a little bit of pain, and body will do its thing. You already have the genes to do everything that you need. In the world of uh, farming and planting and growing your own garden, when we plant the seeds, we sometimes put very little water in them. Why? Because mm. the seed has to struggle. You have to allow the seed to struggle so that it grows its roots deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. It, and same thing for us. You know, in the world of anti-aging, you have to cause a little bit of trauma, little bit of you help them and then you say, hey, look, why don't you do it on your own? Let's see if you, if you reset the receptors, desensitize them and resensitize them. So if I, although marijuana is not or THC is not um, from that perspective um, addictive, I still don't want people to be dependent on it. Mm-hmm. I want people to do I want people to think that they can do it on their own mm-hmm. and get out of it. Most people will try them. And then over time, what I have noticed is that if I started somebody on 
a high dose THC by one year's end, they will be like one eighth of it. Like they will get the same pain relief or same benefit to their uh, mood and depression and anxiety and whatever that we're treating, but they'll need like one eighth or one fourth of what they actually started with Mm -hmm. because they, their bodies are now doing much better. You know, we yeah. You would use it for in a situation where people have more pain. I, I hear, I haven't had that type of extreme pain, but I hear from people that have pain. Um, they like, they like, they say the real stuff, <laughs> the stuff with the THC versus just the CBD. Uh, you can, some people might need it. I have used it for some people for sure, but I, I do a lot of other things that I think, including the Salco line that I feel like it, gives us better results much faster mm-hmm. but some people have to some people have to some people just need both of them they need THC and CBD mm-hmm. and then, then some people will just respond really well with just or the counter CBD mm-hmm. uh, have full extra full uh, full spectrum extract mm-hmm. um, but it, it depends on the person to person but I have used it absolutely yeah but it sounds like in general more so do you feel like there's a lot of other ways that people can deal with their pain that's more effective than than going that route? I think so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we go dive in a little bit of why people have pain in the first place? Okay. Why people have pain? Well, pain is a feeling and emotion. It can happen from inflammation, right? Uh, it can happen because they might have toxins build up in their body. It may, is a symptom, pain is also a symptom because there's something else that has happened in your natural way of being that is being blocked and your body isn't able to do what it needs to do. So it has to adapt. And that adaptive process, if we have nerves there, if there's, there are things that are, depending on the organ, if your body doesn't adapt completely fast enough, then there will be some pain. Pain. Mm-hmm. And that's what pain is. Pain is a pain tells us if we need to look deep down below the surface and really look for the root cause of why things are there. It could be parasites, mm-hmm. it could be our body in its natural state doesn't have that much pain. When we get exposed to all these things that we've been exposed to over the course of uh over the course of many years of living, whether it's man-made chemical, environmental toxins you know, some things that we can't even see, you know, whether it's the viruses or the Wi-Fi, our body tries to adapt. And then adaptive process, it uses different nerves. It uses those signals. They go into the brain and our brain says, I can't adapt fast enough. So it causes pain, right? When we work out, we're breaking down our muscle fibers. That causes pain. But we're constantly adapting. We're allowing our subconscious mind to say, you know what, I accept this pain. And then it doesn't hurt more. Mm. So some things we can accept, some things we shouldn't accept. I would not accept parasite living inside my gut. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate you saying that because I know that the people that follow me know that I love to talk about getting those little critters out. (laughs) Oh, really? I don't accept it either. Um, and, and a lot of people don't realize that their pain could be because of a parasite or some other toxin and their, their terrain, basically what you're talking about, their environment and their body is all is dirty. 
And exactly. So I, I fully agree that, um, you know, yeah, you don't want to be in pain. And sometimes maybe we need to do some things in the beginning to just get that immediate pain away as much as possible. But we have to always go back to what is the root issue. And that's why I asked right. you, I wanted to see what you would say, because um, when we deal with these root issues, you're right, like we shouldn't have to deal with pain. And, um, you know, CBD, I use CBD yeah. as well, too. I think it's fabulous. Um, I, I don't use the THC products. But, um, yeah. you know, I respect if somebody feels like they need it for a period of time. And um, of course, you know, you would probably agree. We have to get a good source, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have to get a really good source. And, uh, but the, the, the main thing that I, I wanted to kind of pull out of you was, is exactly that. We need to get to the root if we're going to get out of our pain. And mm -hmm. CBD can do some of it, but it's not necessarily going to be the end-all be-all for every single uh, uh, root, right? Right, right. Yeah, so we know coronavirus or any other viruses mutate, right? They adapt. You know how fast they're adapting? Literally every single day in our body. Drug bacterial resistance, right? Bacterial resistance that, or drug MRSA or any of these bacteria, they're also adapting to their environment. In order to, if we keep getting exposed to a toxin, our body has to adapt. If we keep putting in a Band-Aid, that just controls the pain and maybe helps us detox a little bit, but not much, you know, we're doing a little bit, but not enough, right? This is so common. People all think that they're having a good diet and they try, that they think that they're doing enough, but they're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely, it's just a myth that, oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm living a holistic life, but I'm doing everything. I'm getting organic food, but come on, are you really getting organic food, right? <laughs> are you doing enough to get uh, some understanding? And if you have parasites, they will mutate. They will adapt. Mm. They will adapt to the CBD. They will adapt to the full spectrum. And, you know, full spectrum has some THC in it. And I think that's natural. That's pretty reasonable, less than 0.3, I think. Mm. Um, and I, I, I like those products a lot more than just the straight-up THC. But it's any plant, and they will adapt. Uh, bugs will adapt in your body. If you, if you have toxins such as glyphosates and heavy metals that are sitting there, your body will move them. It may make them go from one place to another because you're doing certain things. But then you need certain things that pull them out, and you might need electromagnetic uh, uh, stimulation to help do that much better and much faster. Mm. Um, supplements are one story, mind is another, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your holistic approach and how, you know, you're really considering how we are mind, a body and spirit and, um, and looking at the whole picture and making your own conclusions from that. And, and really, I'm, I'm sure your, your patients really get fabulous results. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, it's been amazing. And last whole year, I maybe only prescribed maybe 20 times. Mm -hmm. Year, like almost two years now. I, like the last time I prescribed any type of diabetic medicine was like maybe three years ago. Like, wow. I can't, I mean, I shouldn't say things like this, but patients who come to me for diabetes, they go and they leave without diabetes. Wow. Like 100%. Like not a single patient in here that has... So things like that has happened, rheumatoid arthritis to many other conditions that, you know, I'd like not to make those claims. But at some point, you know, it, it's really rewarding 
to see that you know we can do things naturally mm-hmm. i do prescribe low dose naltrexone i do do iv therapies i do do yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they do, do, do their parasites but, yeah they do do their parasites it's so important it's very important, so important. i'm sure you have pictures <laughs> of those as well too <laughs> the cell core products are no joke with the parasites huh <laughs> yeah they're not a, it's, it's amazing when somebody gets on them it's it's insane. I do come up with Elcor with a few other things that I know right. about different herbs from traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. And um, there are other things that we have in our office, but combining those things is essential. Right? Mm-hmm. And then some point at, if they need stem cells and peptides and those kind of things, we can do them as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost a guarantee that somebody will change their life. Like if they're here, they will change their life. That's how it is. Okay. And that's how you that's what you're doing as well. They like people will change their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's it's a really awesome space to be in when when you can give hope to that to people yeah. that, you yeah. know that really are searching for solutions and and mm-hmm. and especially the ones that are at the point where they're very very in need of it. Yeah. So, you know, so, one last gift I want to yeah. or a gift or just tidbits of knowledge that I would like to tell people uh, since we we're talking about all these things, I think mm-hmm. in today's world with coronavirus and everything, people might want to know what I would do with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So oh, yes. with research-oriented um, mind, we have enough research that says vitamin D, 10,000 international units, is, is really good for immunity and viral infections, including, including coronavirus. We have some amount of research that says vitamin C is really good, but we might have to do 2,000 milligrams every two to four hours. Mm. And if it causes any kind of GI issues, add magnesium mm. and some potassium or banana to it. Then third thing I do with my patient is zinc mm-hmm. because zinc blocks the RNA polymerase, a reverse transcriptase that's in there. So, but it has to go in there, right? It has to go inside the cell. Otherwise, it's usually outside. But mm-hmm. take them with you. As long as you're loading up on zinc, you know, 30 milligrams twice a day, that can also help. Now, the other thing is fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, fasting is insanely important. Waterless fast is insanely important. If you feel like you're sick, um, pump yourself up with vitamins and those things and then fast. Because fasting will empower your immune system and it will strengthen your T cells and B cells. Scientifically proven studies are out there. Nobel Prize has been won behind this data. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one day fast, waterless, eat the next day. One day fast, waterless, eat the next day. Because the lungs are getting filled with what? Water. That's what's killing people. That's what ARDS is. So just allow yourself to empower yourself that much faster. No water. No No water. water. Wow. So dry fasting pretty much. No water, no food. No water, no food. One day. One day per week, at least, if you're sick. Right. And it's doable. It's not hard. Every all of my patients do it. So and everybody who's scared, they also do it and they just do fine afterwards. Mm -hmm. It empowers the T cells and the B cells and it just strengthens the immune system. Um, you have to look at this as a city, right? If my city is blocked off, if no resources are coming in into my city, what am I going to go after? What is my police going to do? 
my police is going to stop all the people who are using up my resources. Mm. My police is my immune system. My immune system will go out and hunt for anything that is rapidly dividing, whether it's cancer or bacteria or viruses. It will go out and hunt them down. This is called Mm. autophagy. Mm-hmm. your body will say you don't belong here i need my resources for myself you are using up my resources so i will kill you and that's what happens with so that's what happens your body goes out and kills anything that is using up your resources this mm-hmm. is what we would do in our city right if our cities are on a lockdown our police is everywhere right they're heightened they're looking out to stop people from using up resources. And the other last thing I would do is something called a, um, I'll just show it to you, so people who are paying attention. You exhale all the way out, breathe in through your right nostril, hold, breathe out through your left nostril. So three seconds in, hold one, two or three seconds, whatever you can do. Breathe out to your left. Again, do the same thing. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. So breathe in through the right. Breathe out through the left. When you're breathing in, breathe in through your stomach. Get the air all the way down. Mm. So that's something that will activate the heat in your body. This is according to the meridian systems and the Eastern philosophies of Nadi uh, and the sun element in your body will get activated. Mm. So that can also help with fighting off these kind of infections. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't have data to prove that, but that's something that you just can do and see if it works for you. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. We're dealing with a respiratory infection so a lot of people are being starved of their oxygen so i mean most people probably never deep breathe anyway i mean we're just always Mm -hmm. on the go and just i mean we're naturally probably like breathing like that uh, whether we realize it or not just because when we're in that flight or flight Mm -hmm. response which many of us americans are naturally and then you throw something like coronavirus on and it's just probably even way more heightened i have added virat chem that's a cell core product. I have also added uh, the oxygen, mm-hmm. the mo- molecular oxygen. Yeah. And doTERRA's On Guard and Breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and lemongrass. Those are good too. Yeah, I also have been using the oxygen and the Virad Chem, and we've been using doTERRA and some of our products too, that, the On Guard. Yeah. But that yeah. breathe is fabulous too. I think that is also. On, yeah. Adding on guard, breathe, and lemongrass because lemongrass pretty much kills all the bugs as well. Mm. It's it's insanely strong. I mean, I sprayed lemongrass around my window and it killed all the ants. I mean, I don't like <laughs> I, I don't like killing them, but I didn't know that I was gonna do. That was my first experience with lemongrass oil. I'm really happy to know that because just in case I have ants, because I do not like ants or toxins that you have to kill the ants with. <laughs> yeah, so we have this oil. Uh, it's lemongrass, and the main ingredient is just lemongrass, and it's fractionated water, and I mean uh, coconut oil and water, and uh, you just spray it, spray around the window, and those little red ants that are uh, there in the summertime, 
I didn't know it was going to kill them. It just said bug repellent. So I sprayed it. And next thing I know, they're all dying. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, they don't belong there anyway. <laughs> um, and, and since we talked about marijuana and, and, and actually it seems like you're more into the CBD, uh, which that's what yeah. I use too normally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That probably might not be a bad idea for people that have a lot of anxiety during this time too, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I would start with five to 10 drops or, you know, five to 10 milligrams of it and then allow your body to respond, uh, increase it after a week or something like that. Don't keep increasing it. Higher the dose, the less the response. So mm. you're better off doing it slowly. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show and talk about medical marijuana and tie this all into what's going on with the coronavirus. And where can the listeners find you? They can find me on my website. It's www.aceintegrativehealth.com. So it's A-C-E, integrative, I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-I-V-E, health, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And if they want to call us or text us, they can at 513-280-8891. I am on Facebook, on Instagram. They can find us there as well. Under, under ACE health. Sorry, uh, you pages. cut out at that point. What is and, ACE? Uh, you ACE cut out for a uh, Yeah, I said ACE Integrative Health Okay. on Instagram or Facebook or on my website at aceintegrativehealth.com. Okay. Yeah, or they can call us if they want to. That's fine. I have patients from all over the world, from Hong Kong to California. So we do a lot of telemedicine and those kind of things. So Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's what's definitely needed now in this time where yeah. we're pretty much all uh, in our house trying to figure out how to do life. Yeah. One other thing about coronavirus is we're coming out with a, uh, a, a blood test and a stool test that you can do in your home for mm -hmm. co coronavirus. So there was a research study that just came out of China that said people who are negative in their nasal swab for the coronavirus. They are positive in their stool for coronavirus. So you could be negative wow. in your nose and think that you're perfectly fine, but then you're still shedding and transmitting the virus to other people because there's fecal oral transmission. Mm. And it's in, it's, in your, it's in your gut and it's living there. So mm. it becomes really essential to get on a good protocol and um, so we're, we're coming out with that. So if people wanted to do that, we can also order that oh, perfect. anywhere in the world, pretty anywhere in the country, pretty much. Okay. So you um, actually diagnose, cause you're a medical doctor. So you actually diagnose people with coronavirus then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I'll make sure I keep you in mind. Yeah. I like, I mean, if that. you look at any kind of flu testing, you know, flu test is anywhere between, I mean, there's, you know, 20 to 40% false negatives on the flu test. Same thing with, any type of nasal swabs like it's operator dependent if it's all the way in if it's collecting all the dna if it doesn't then you're going to have a negative uh viral test so i like to i like to look at the blood so we would do a blood test and we can do a stool test and really look at the viral dna and mm -hmm. or viral rna for the matter of fact so, so for Telemedicine, when is this, um, these tests going to be available? Monday. So, Monday. Anybody, can, so anybody can just call us and we can get them signed up. And um, 
order the test and they would pay for it. The test itself is quite expensive, so it's about 400 bucks, but we can, that's the best I can do. I mean, that's yeah. what they charge, so. Yeah. But okay. we're doing we're doing a stool testing, right? We're literally looking at under the microscope, so it takes a lot of, uh, and you know, the genetic <laughs> genetic world is, takes a little bit of effort to do those things. Yeah, yeah. Testing is lab testing is usually not cheap anyway, so I, I'm yeah. not surprised at the price. Um, yeah. People have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. Uh, so the Monday for any of you guys that are watching this at any other time, it's going to be March 23rd, 2020. Right. Yeah. And I, that's the best price I have at this point, right? Like, uh, if they come out and say it's 450, then it might be 450. You know, I'm just gonna try to help as many people as I can. Yeah. To get these testing done, mm -hmm. but yeah, we just gotta get them done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on the yeah. show. I really appreciate your time. I know that you're busy with uh, helping people with this coronavirus and other issues that people are dealing with in the world right now. Um, so. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, thank you so much for having me and uh, giving me your time and listening to all, all the listeners. You know, you guys are all awesome. Thank you. You know, stay positive. Vibrations of fear and negativity are very low. So we have to change our vibrational state and uh, use this time as the best time in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Change yourself into positive yeah. beings. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, listeners, for thank watching. You. We really appreciate you coming on the show and listening to us every week, listeners, and um, we will have you join in again next week. I'm Dr. Jacqueline. I'm here so you know. My Super Immunity Boost Juice Guide is now available on thewellnesstrinity.com. You'll learn how to grow broccoli microgreens, the ingredients I put in my green juice, and super nutritious supplements you can add to enhance your immune system. Again, go to thewellnesstrain.com and you'll receive your free Super Immunity Boost Juice Guide. Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.